Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. It's another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. I'm Jamie Malm. I've got Josh Watson with me. Welcome, Josh. Yes, last episode of the year. Uh, It's great to be on. Last episode. So yes, we are going to take a little hiatus over the holidays here. So this is going to be our season finale. Although we don't have a big excited guest, you've got the two of us and we do have some exciting topics. So we are going to talk about some of the maybe missed opportunities or some things that we saw happen this past year that we don't want to have happened to anybody else going into the New Year, now's the time to plan. I agree. Yes, it's uh, now is the time to plan. What a crazy year 2021 was. I mean, I thought 2020 was crazy. 2021 felt about just as crazy. So I think it's definitely a perfect time to uh, kind of recap the year where things were at and uh, just talk about some of those things. Well, and we've got some really cool stuff that's new that's coming for the new year that we want to make sure people don't get behind on knowing what to expect and then be scrambling to get caught up. So we want to talk about some of that. So we don't have future missed opportunities, but I, I mean, I agree. I think 2021 was harder for a lot of people, even than 2020 was, you know, in 2020, we all had like this adrenaline rush of, you know, we'll be a survivor. We'll find a way to make things work. We'll come together. And 2021 started. I thought everybody, I think everybody had this mindset that it was going to snap back to normal And when it didn't for some people, you know, you kind of had that deflated, we're still here. I still have to struggle with this. And most people had uh, very little in their pipeline from the previous year. And so you had this, you know, instance where we had no momentum and you had to Mm -hmm. really just grind it out to get the year to end where you wanted. And we had a lot of people that were insanely successful. We are up what I think 10% overall, um, just our advisors. So every credit to those that stepped up, but I know it was a, it was a, it was hard year, harder than 2020. I think it was uh, it was a mentally challenging year. You're right. I mean, everybody thought going into the year, it was just going to snap back when it didn't. I mean uh, I mean, that was tough to deal with. So uh, you had to fight through it, but I feel like we're starting to get better. I think this is going to be our year. Um, Things are getting back to normal. And so for whatever reason, I've got a lot of hope going into 2022. So looking forward to it. So you and I do a lot with goal setting and we plan and we kind of account for what our high end goals are, what our stretch goals are, what we, you know, then realistically feel like, you know, absolutely we're going to hit this and what are our high end goals. And then, worst case scenario planning, you know, you and I do that. And I, you know, we want to talk to all of you that are listening about, you know, some missed opportunities over the last few years. Um, Some things that we want to make sure you have in place that you don't miss out on for next year, but anything for you or for our business, or, you know, even personally that you think of that, you're like, man, I wish I would have done something differently over the last 12, 24 months. Um, I don't know about differently. I think there's, when I think about opportunities and things like that, I would have loved to have gone and see more of our advisors, our agents, not just existing ones, but ones 
you know, that uh, are thinking about maybe even coming on board with us. So I thought we did a great job of taking advantage of some of the gradient specific trainings uh, the last six months that we've had, but it still would have been nice to get out in the field more, uh, just connect with more people. And so I think that was a missed opportunity on, on, or something I look at as a missed opportunity. Yeah. We, we love getting out and meeting with you all. I mean, that's really where we feel like we can make the biggest impact is to sit in your office, to see your marketing, to meet your teams and say, you know, Hey, I think I can, I, I can tweak something here for you. In fact, I just had one that we went recently on um, just in the last couple of months. And these are advisors that we've worked with for years that you think, oh, they know exactly everything. You know, they're, if we would have talked to them on the phone, it would be, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. It's not until you're actually sitting with them and you see firsthand, you're like, wait, I've got something that's way more efficient for you. To do. And it's just so eye-opening that I, I agree. I think missing out on some of that that travel and getting out to see all of you that are on the phone. We're hoping to make a change for that this year. And I'm sure you can relate, you know, those of you that have been doing things virtually and not face-to-face. So hopefully that'll be one thing that's totally different. So I I guess I don't, I don't think about regrets necessarily. It's more like missed opportunities, um, you know, things that we would do differently over the, you know, over the last few months, if we could, um, I just have to say, whenever I, this is just running through my head. Whenever I think of no regrets, all I can think of is no regrets on a tattoo. <laughs> so right. I can never say regrets without actually thinking is it regrets or regrets. <laughs> how many people actually have that tattoo where it's spelled wrong? Anyhow, I want to talk about like missed successes. If you feel like, you know, I really missed out on this successful thing that I could have done or I missed this thing that would have been really fulfilling, or I missed this opportunity to serve my clients in the best way that I could have. I think that's where people get the most regrets. You know, like I I could have made a bigger difference. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, I could have written more business or I could have done this or that. It's, I could have been a better version of the advisor I know I could be, or the mom I know I could be, or the coach I know I could be. I think that's where people feel like really missed opportunities which is where we want to zero in on today and say, you know, here are some specific things that we know are coming and that some other people are taking advantage of that we don't want you to look back on and say, dang, that would have made me better. I could have really served my clients well had I known that. Exactly. And there's a, yeah, a lot of new things coming in 2022. So definitely need to be prepared for it. Uh, notify your clients about it. And that's, you're, you're exactly right. That's what you want to do. You want to be the best version of yourself for your clients. And uh, this is part of that process. So I think what I want to start with, and this is going to get a little like I'm a therapist here, which I'm not, not trying to do, but um, let's talk about the reason that people don't take advantage of stuff like this, or you think, Oh, well, I wish I'd have known that. I wish you would have told me how many times do we call people and leave messages and email and text only to hear six months later, like, gosh, I wish you would have told me that. Nothing more frustrating for us, nothing more frustrating for the advisor, Mm -hmm. but why do people miss out on things like that, do you think? I probably just not differentiated enough. People are busy hearing multiple messages out there. So uh, there's probably a lot of different reasons. I think so too. I think it's also... Don't you think we get stuck in our routines and we get stuck doing the same old things and it's 
out of our comfort zone to have to go, wait, what was that? Let me pay attention for a second. And is that something that I should change and would it be beneficial for me? And those that are paying attention to that along the way are the early adapters are the ones that do it. They're the success stories we get to tell everybody about later. And then those that didn't do it go, well, I wish you would have told me what well, we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I guess for me, I think it's playing it safe and not being willing right. to listen. I know what I know. I do what I've always done. It's worked for me. Nothing's broken. So I'm just kind of shut off to new ideas, new things, or changing anything that I'm, I'm doing now. Right. No, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, you get comfortable. It's easy. We're, we were just talking about 2021 being a difficult year. It's easy just to go into your shell, just do what's comfortable, never try anything new. And really at the end of the day, I would say comfort, you know, that's, that's a business killer right there. And you look at some of our more successful advisors, always open to trying new ideas. They're always implementing new things. Um, so I, it's true. You've got to get out of your comfort zone and um, do, do things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings that used to be up in my office is I'll choose courage over comfort. And I think about that a lot. And how many times in my life have I been like, oh, I might not be good at that. Or, you know, I may try that and it'll bomb. So I'm just, I'm going to do what I know that I can do. Well, we very rarely grow from something like that. And I'm sure we all have examples right. of like that of something like that in our lives where we can look back and go, yeah, that was a leap of faith. And that actually panned out really well. Or I tried that it bombed, but who cares? Did you grow? Did you learn something? I mean, very rarely does something like that happen where you don't take some kind of benefit away from it. I think. I would totally agree. If you think about even just our podcast, you know, when you think about when we started it, where we were kind of to where we're at now, I mean, it's come a long way. So um, you definitely learn from mistakes and the failures and it makes you better. So I, I have a story that I want to share. My, my daughter, who is now 19, she's a freshman in college, but I want to say she was probably five years old when this happened. And my, my dad owns a rodeo company. I grew up on a ranch. She's the stock contractor. So he was a professional bull rider. Like he's the real deal cowboy. And I, was always too afraid when I was younger to run barrels or do anything because I thought they're going to think, well, that's Jimmy Crother's daughter. She, she must be phenomenal. And I thought, well, I'm not going to go try it. If I'm not going to be phenomenal, everybody's going to be so disappointed. So I was too nervous to try anything that I thought, well, what if I don't live up to the expectations that are set? And my daughter, when she was this is my oldest, she wanted to go do junior rodeos. And my little sister and I took her, Emma ran barrels, ran poles. Um, I'm trying to think what else she did a few events and had barely been, I mean, she had ridden just around the ranch, but we had her lined up and we had entered her, entered her for poles. And if you know anything about poles, there's a certain pattern that you run and you have to run all the way down, weave through, weave back, and then run all the way down the opposite side. And as she's in line, um, I thought, I don't know that we've actually ever taught her the pattern. So we were teaching her the pattern when she was in line. She was like, yeah, I got it. No problem. Gets in line for the, and she did it. She did fine. Gets in line for the next event. And she was accidentally in line for roping when she's five, she doesn't rope. And as she's in line, she yells back, mom, grab me a rope. And I said, Emma, 
you're not in this event. You don't even know how to rope. Oh, okay. And I just think about all the time, like, whose kid is that? Because that is not my mindset. I never would have shown up somewhere and been like, hey, somebody, I need a rope. I'm apparently in this event that I'm just going to go try. (laughs) But I always think about that mindset and try to be more like five-year-old Emma ready to go rope something at her first rodeo. Yes. That's the beautiful thing about kids right there. Just don't care. Hey, I'll try it. Put me on the horse. Let's go. So, <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we, all to, we all need to be like that. Right. Right. Yeah. So I guess then if we can think about, all right, well, why do we typically not do it? We're afraid. We're afraid we're going to fail. We're afraid maybe we're not going to live up to the expectations of everybody else that's done it better before us. Or we're just comfortable and we're like, nah, I don't I'm not even slowing down long enough to pay attention to opportunities that are in front of me because I'm just comfortable. So how do we then kind of be intentional and set ourselves up to do different things? I think as generic as it sounds, that comes with goal setting. And this time of year, we can get really intentional with what we want to have happen. And I don't know about you, but I don't have any advisors that I personally coach that don't set really specific goals. And I'm not talking just annual goals. They break it down annually, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. And they know exactly what they're doing in each of those segments to reach their end goal. Yes, that's, it's really important. Goals are definitely the key. Um, and getting organized too, I think is, is another big one. And that's what goals really at the, at the end of the day, help you do. They help you stay organized, stay on track, uh, and just keep you focused throughout the year, through all the ups and downs. So, uh, you're exactly right. Goals right there. Uh, those are necessary. And getting specific with what you're going to do. Okay. What are we going to, what's our goal? What are we going to accomplish? What maybe is standing in the way of us getting there? Like what challenges could I foresee? And then what are we going to set up for ourselves to overcome those? So I think that's maybe where people miss the mark too, with goals is they think real big, you know, lofty stretch goals, and then they don't break it down into what actually has to happen on a daily weekly, monthly basis to get there. You get halfway through the year then and you're like, oh, well, gosh, I'm way off now. I guess I'll adjust my goals. Well, no, that's not what we want. But if you wait too long, it's kind of inevitable that that will happen. Exactly. And I think staying on top of it, you can also, I mean, it's important to communicate your goals to the rest of your team, make sure they're directionally correct, you know, to hit you, to help you hit those goals. So uh, the earlier you can do it, the the more organized you're going to be putting it together. And it's, it's, it's just going to help. It's going to work out better in the end. So we've talked about this before, but you know that one of the tools that I love is the full focus planner. Um, you can, I think you can probably Google full focus yes. planner, but it's a planner that you just use it per quarter and you do your daily big three. So before you get lost in the, you know, actual drowning in your to-do list, don't start doing those things until you focus on your daily big three. And that's really been helpful. And then to kind of organize and plan out, like we spend Friday afternoons to say, okay, what do we need to come into first thing on Monday so that we don't get here Monday and go, well, gosh, I haven't thought about this all weekend. And now I kind of forget where we left off last week. And what do we want to do this week? We leave here Friday afternoon with a very specific plan for how to attack Monday and what we need to accomplish, how we're going to serve our advisors, how we're going to serve our clients. And that really helps keep us on track for our goals. I think any, anything that you use, 
I know I, I don't think you use a full focus planner, but something that you use that's similar or that helps keep you on track. Well, I mean, I've got a variety of things I use, but um, I, I definitely use my calendar, my uh, my Outlook calendar. That's you use Outlook key. calendar a lot. Yeah, I see all your I, flags I use, and your tasks and your notices there. So I know you use that one a ton. Yeah, so I do use Outlook a lot. I use uh, just regular old sticky notes. I'm a big sticky note guy. So people are calling in things throughout the day. I'll just write it down on a sticky note. Boom. Uh, put it, keep it right there on my desk. So it's always right in front of me. Yep. Top um, of mind on the biggest things that you need to accomplish. You bet. You're yep. You're exactly right. Of course, we've got our call out calendar. That's really helped uh, just who we're calling out, what we're calling out about. I mean, we we've been really organized with that. So uh, we've got the advisor arena email box. Somebody always watching that. So we're, we're pretty organized. Um, and I would say it took us a while to get, get all of those things in place. And I think for advisors, you know, you think about what can you delegate? Do you have an assistant that can handle the incoming emails for you where you're not spending all day in your email inbox? Do you have somebody that you can right. help um, with the organization of what kind of marketing is going to go that week? What clients need to be called? Who needs to be you know, who can have a review that's done over the phone, maybe by a sub agent versus who actually needs to come into your office. So that's one of the new tools that we're going to talk about that I think will really help people. Uh, but one thing that I want to talk about before we move off of goals is having somebody that you're accountable to, I think is a big one. So you mentioned like making mm -hmm. sure your team is on the same page. We have several advisors that do weekly meetings and their whole team comes in. So these are, this is everybody from the receptionist to sub agents to their care bear person to just straight admin, new business people, it doesn't matter. They're all involved. And the goal of that meeting every Monday is to recap, you know, the week before, but also to look forward on what the goal is for that week. And the feedback that we've gotten from the advisors that do that have said, it's really cool to see everybody in the office engaged with, you know, how well did we serve our clients last week? You know, how many applications were we able to process without any errors? You know, what, what are all these little daily wins that should, we should be right. celebrating and what's the end result of that? They're really excited to watch the leaderboard, to watch business grow, to see, you know, all of these good things happening from their contributions. And if you're not sharing that with your team, if you're not getting feedback from them, if you're not holding each other accountable for the goals, I think you lose some of that synergy. So you're not, you know, if you guys listening aren't doing that, I mean, with your teams, that is something that comes um, very highly recommended from our producers that do that on a regular basis. Yes, uh, that's huge. And it just, like you said, it, it keeps everybody on the same page, but also builds that, that camaraderie that you want in the office. People are vested. They're going to be more apt to take care of your clients better. It just, it raises everybody up whenever you, whenever you share those goals and everybody gets to share in the success. So it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Okay. So let's get into some of the new things that we want to make sure one, yes. everybody's open to, you're not missing your chances. You're not stuck in your comfort zone. You're thinking, how do I get better? How do I move this thing forward? Um, couple of things, but one, we want to make sure that you're always looking for ways to get more organized and serve your clients. Well, one of the things that I'm most excited about is this new, we call it a widget for lack of a better word, but 
in Connects Me Mm -hmm. in Virtual Advisor, you'll see in the bottom left-hand corner, by the time you're hearing this podcast later this week, it's already going to be live. Um, So if you log into Virtual Advisor, you're going to see an alert where you can actually schedule how frequently you want to be in communication for face-to-face reviews with those clients. So maybe it's somebody that's just an annual review, or maybe it's somebody that you want to meet with quarterly. Maybe you're trying to figure out who do I need to meet with face-to-face and who can do a telephone review. This is a way to really get organized for next year and make sure you're not missing those opportunities because it is, I think if 2020 taught us anything, it's how important it is to be in communication, effective communication with your clients. So that new widget, you could set up a text alert, you could set up an email alert, you can just have an alert come through virtual advisor, but that would be an excellent thing to delegate to support staff to say, let's go in, let's code everybody appropriately for how we should be doing their reviews and how frequently we should be staying in contact with them. So I'm really excited about that new, new little option. Yes, something that really at the end of the day, it's pretty simple, but it's really effective keeps people organized and those face-to-face personal touches, whether it's face-to-face through Zoom or whatever it may be, but uh, it's important. And I think that's one more thing. You look at our successful producers, just going back to that. That's one thing they did really well in 2020 and 2021 was just connecting, reconnecting with existing uh, uh, clients. So this will help a lot. And it's it's a really cool enhancement. And for people that are handling both the annuity side and the investment advisory side, you're obviously not going to want to meet with your annuity people as frequently as your investment clients. You know, annuities shouldn't be more than once a year. You're not going to have anything to talk about most likely, but your investment clients, they'll probably want to at least be reaching out quarterly. And some of them may want to visit with you even more frequently than that. So this really allows you to customize the communication per client and serve them well, where they really feel like, Hey, this, you know, my advisor is going above and beyond, but you're not absolutely killing yourself trying to do the same thing across the board with all clients. You can prioritize. And I don't know if you saw Josh, but that marketing report just came out today. The um, the most requested reimbursement that we've gotten through vendor bucks was for client events. Yes. Yes. And that's, there you go. People are starting to get back to it. People, uh, people want to come to those. They're important. It's a great way, again, to connect with all your clients in one, uh, one sitting. So, uh, yeah, client events were a big one. TV was another one that was on there that was pretty big. So uh, we need to get that out, and we'll send that out to everybody for sure. Yeah. I always think it's interesting to see that marketing report because we get asked so much what are, what's everybody else doing? What are they spending their money on? Are people buying leads? Are they doing seminars? You know, what are they doing? Well, I'm telling you right now, the money is going to client events. And if you're going to spend money to host a client event and organize that, I mean, that's no small undertaking. Usually, you know, our, our producers are putting a lot of thought into that. They're, you know, spending a, a sizable chunk of money to do that. Um, certainly, you want to be organized the rest of the year with your communication and make sure that you're really building those relationships and you're not relying on one client event, hoping that they can make it really maximize mm-hmm. the result you get from those client events. Take advantage of a new resource like this, where you can stay really organized with your communication. So that's one of the new tools. Um, I also want to talk about some of the changes that are coming. So DOL update. 
In fact, I just took a call from somebody today that was confused and said, Hey, I think I need to, to get this form. Where do I get it? And I saw some communication bouncing around with new business and supply. And so there is confusion right on what it is and when do I need it? Who's going to need it? What do I do with it? Yes, we've got, we've definitely got some confusion. Who's the form come from? Does it come from gradient? Does it come from the insurance company? So uh, there is a lot of confusion out there. I feel like this thing's been what, like three years or four years in the making. I mean, it seems like variations of it, but we've been hearing the word department of labor (laughs) for quite some time. Exactly. So, So, yeah, we're finally here. Um, I believe, what was it? February 1st, February Mm -hmm. 2nd is when we all need to start complying with this. So, uh, yeah, it's coming up. And it's form for us, those of us that aren't with a broker dealer or investment advisory firm. If you are affiliated with one of those, they'll have an option for you. But if we're talking annuity producers that are going to have a fiduciary responsibility now with qualified funds, we're talking 8424. And Apparently, there's already some insurance companies that are asking on their e-app, do you have this form? Well, that's creating additional confusion because carriers are getting a little ahead of Mm -hmm. themselves and asking if they have the form when you're not even required to have it yet. Furthermore, you're not actually going to send the form to anybody. You're just going to keep it for your record. So rest assured, um, Gradient is going to perform or, or provide a version of that form for you. You do not turn it in to the insurance company. You don't send it to Gradient. You are going to be asked probably through your insurance company apps if you have gotten it and you'll want to just keep that in your records. But we're a little premature on that. So nobody freak out if you're starting to see things from carriers. Um, But we don't want you to put your head in the sand either and think, oh, well, I've been hearing Department of Labor for four years, nothing different. Um, No, we should have a form now finally, 8424 for insurance producers that, and you'll need to keep that on file. Um, One of the things that I think maybe people are a little nervous of is I'm going to have to disclose my commission. How are people going to respond to that? What do you think about that? Um, I think uh, people are already doing that now. So for those that are already advisors or whatever, I don't, I don't see it being too big of an adjustment. They already talk about it. Uh, I think you obviously, you just got to hit it up front, tell them what it is. It's uh, on the annuity side, indexed annuities. It's coming from the insurance company. It's not coming out of the client's pocket like a variable annuity would. So I, there's nothing really to be be too worried about, in my opinion. It's just being honest and upfront. All right, you made a good point that our investment advisors, that's something that they already do. And actually, as we coach mm-hmm. our investment advisors and um, the way that we coach that appointment process we are actually, we lead with, let me tell you how I get paid. And we do it as a, like as a, as a pro, you know, it's not something to hide or to be negative. Right. We actually want to promote that. This is the way that I get paid. Um, so I'll just share with you. I think um, if you've listened before, you know that I'm an investment advisor. I've got my insurance license. I run some of my own appoint my own appointments. And I actually upfront, we have like a, a summary of, you know, here is our objectives, here are your concerns, here's kind of generally our recommendations. And right there in that summary, when I provide the ADB2 and all of the disclosures, I summarize it right there and say, this is how I get paid. And we break it down with the investment Mm -hmm. advisory side and the insurance side. And I think people like it, actually. I've never had anybody go, whoa, that doesn't seem fair. Um, They actually like the transparency of it. Just tell me what it is. And if you have somebody Mm -hmm. that's, for example, been buying mutual funds or something through a brokerage account, you know, they might be getting dinged with a 6% charge that's actually coming out of their pocket. 
So if you're writing annuities and you're thinking, my gosh, people are going to freak out, don't. I mean, our investment advisors, I know this is going to be old hat for them, but for those of you that aren't used to having that conversation, I think it'll actually work. You'll find that it'll work in your benefit because you're being very transparent. You're saying exactly how you get paid and you're reiterating that this doesn't come out of your pocket. The insurance companies pay us directly. So mm-hmm. much to do about that. Everybody's doing it. I, it really is. And uh, it's no different from anybody else. So uh, we all sell the same products, right? So whether they go, you know, to the guy down the street or to you, I mean, they're going to have to disclose the same thing. So um, you're exactly right. It, if you just come out and say it, it, you become, you're trusted at that point. Right. They didn't have to ask you for it. So that's the key. Just be right. upfront and honest and know it and there won't be any issues. Okay. So I think we also have to talk about if we're going to be well-prepared going into 2022, mm-hmm. we, we can't ignore some of the current events that are happening. Obviously there has been some changes with the build back better plan. Um, there were some proposed tax changes that we thought we were, that were going to come about, or we had a pretty good feeling we're going to come about that did not. Um, there are some things that are still on the table that may impact people. So one, I would say be well-versed in what that is, how it impacts. We can provide details on that, right? Through our case central team. So if you feel like "Mm, maybe I'm a little uh, light on my knowledge there, let us know. Um, It's always changing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still kind of waiting for that final final, but I don't ever want one of our advisors to be in a situation where somebody asks them, you know, what they feel about X, Y, Z and them to be caught like a deer in headlights. So ask for help, you know, rely on your resources. We have a team of CPAs and CFAs for a reason. That is their job to go research all the nuances of this and provide it to you so that you can provide it to your clients. So don't be caught unprepared, know what's going on. Um, I think you'd probably have to be living in a cave to not know that the big talk right now is about inflation outpacing where interest rates are at and bonds not being the best option for people right now. Well, what does that give us an opportunity for? Annuities. So I don't think, I don't think you want to hide from what an annuity is either. I think you own it, you know, no calling it this hybrid weird name where I'm trying to hide the fact that it's an annuity. We have some really good content and there's some great third-party resources out there that will combat these myths and misconceptions about what annuities are. This is what they were designed for. People that are fearful of a big market correction when they don't have enough years ahead of them to recover from that. And they don't have great options for protection at a low interest earning CD or a bond. We're in just the kind of environment where you should feel very comfortable in talking about the benefits of annuities specifically. Uh, 100% agree. And just going back, when you talk about resources, annuity resources, you want a good third-party uh, annuity resource. Look at that Roger Ibbotson uh, white paper that he's put together on. Basically, you want an annuity as part of every investment portfolio because it reduces your risk and it increases your overall return. And that still holds true. I mean, he's a famous economist. So, um you, you want to own that it is an annuity and it makes sense because yeah. they are needed. So I agree. And we have some targeted campaigns, the eight obstacles to retirement, annuity myths. There's a big third party mm-hmm. resource out there, the Alliance for Lifetime Income, which I believe the website is protectedincome.org. 
I would say if you're, you know, if you're trying to be proactive going into 2022 with how you can best serve your clients, what is happening in our economy right now? What kinds of, you know, plans should we be designing to accommodate the concerns that people have? Have those third-party resources ready to go. Be well-versed. Don't get stuck in the same rut of, well, this is the product I know, and this is the one that I've always used. So it's the one I'm going to run with. We've got a lot of new product options going into 2022. Also, right? I was going to say 2022 too. That was going to be a lot, <laughs> but a lot we of new do, products. We do. We right? do. We've, uh, yes, we do have some new, new product options. Some we can talk about, some we can't, but uh, yeah, we've got some good ones coming. So it's finally, I mean, there hasn't been a ton of innovation in the industry as far as products go uh, until here recently. So it's good to see. Yeah, I, and uh, I think that, real that innovation tells me that right solving and for solving for different things, not just different versions of the same old type of product, but totally new features and new designs and things that you know we keep the basic benefit of an annuity, which is always avoid market loss, but then we can mm-hmm. you know really fixate on what are some of the obstacles that people are going to find themselves up against and how do we use an annuity to solve that piece of the problem in their portfolio. So definitely I would say, be aware, ask us for comparisons, ask us for reports, look at the actual overall benefit of the annuity. That's one of the great things about what we can provide as you're setting goals and you're looking at what do I want to be proactive with? How do I want to get out of my comfort zone? The best way you can serve mm-hmm. your clients is being aware and educating yourself on what's going on in the industry. And if you put your head in the sand about new products and innovation and where annuities fit and some of these third-party resources on what experts are saying, you're not serving your clients well. Don't try to hide what it is that we do. Really highlight where that fits into the overall portfolio. Yep, exactly. And I would, you don't even really need to get into the, this is how this crediting strategy works. I would keep it even just a little more high level. Hey, here's how we're doing this or why we're doing this. Here's how it fits your overall goals and your overall portfolio and, and go from there. So, yeah. And you always have the reports and the, you know, getting into the nitty gritty details for those that want that explanation. Um, but I think the industry overall has done a really good job of trying to simplify the story and the explanation and really teach consumers how these work and what the benefit of, of them mm-hmm. is. You know, I think back to 20 years ago, it was the pricing of an index annuity and how an insurance company makes money and how to explain the high watermark look back versus the annual reset point to point. Those were the sales pieces that we had. And I think God, that's, right. that's crazy compared to some of the really good, you know, consumer videos and some of the things that are available out there at the fingertips for consumers to be able to say, I, you know, I don't really, I just need to know what the overall basic benefit is before I get into what the heck high watermark look back strategy is. You know, that's, we've come such a long yeah, way. Exactly. We need to take advantage of some mm-hmm. of those consumer oriented pieces. So new products. Mm-hmm learning how it fits. We've got new reports that those products plug into. So the action plan is one of my favorites. If you've not received that from Case Central, uh, to me, that's my ultimate simplistic favorite report to show somebody here's what our plan of attack is. The compass, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. is constantly getting revisions. So if you've not seen the income forecast or the um, portfolio updates for Compass, that's a big one. Um, we've got the new widget to organize your client info or your client reviews. We have the DOL. 8424 document that's going to be coming. And we always update any industry type info like that through the critical communication center on Basecamp. So if you're not familiar with that, make sure you you're going out there and looking at that. Um, what, am, what else am I forgetting for? We don't want to give away the things that we're going to talk about at summit, but anything that we can talk about right now that we want to make sure people are planning for, for the end of the year. Uh, just a couple new tools. We've got the new 2022 uh, taxes and retirement guide that just rolled out today. So different contribution limits, those types of things. Uh, as, as well as the RMD uh, withholding tables and all of that good stuff. Uh, the Roth conversion report, we'll see what happens with Build Back Better, but the Roth conversions could become, you know, huge here. So uh, that's, well, that's because they're what set to eliminate entirely after 10 more years. So updating right. some of your uh, maybe seminar material or bullets on some of that, mm-hmm. all of that is out there on Basecamp for you. Yes, And we've so, got the new product central tile on yes. Portal, which is huge. Product central. That's really cool. You can go out there, request your own illustrations. You can pull the product training uh, right there. I mean, it's easy. You just type in the company, boom, the product training pops up. Uh, So that's another big one. Uh, The other thing about it is it's now tied in with the product desk. So now you've got two dedicated product experts, resources, looking at those requests. Uh, They're going to be proactive, reach out with maybe some suggestions on uh, maybe something that's better than 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 what you were thinking, or um, uh, just a different product. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of new things coming out, and excited to get that in front of everybody. And I think the key there is we can never know everything that is out there, right? But if you take time, if you are intentional and strategic with just building out quarter one to start with, think about what your quarter right. one goals are what the content needs to be, who you're going to delegate to, what resources you're going to use, start there. And if you want to work backwards and put an actual plan together and get a little more detailed with it, you can utilize us for that. Um, But overall, just be aware of what needs to change in your own business, what worked well that you don't want to change, what resources you have that maybe you should have delegated some things to last year that you didn't. And let's not miss opportunities for for this next year. Let's not not have any regrets going into 2022. <laughs> exactly. No regrets. Let's avoid those. No regrets. Okay. Well, we're signing off for this year. We'll be back after yes. our summit, which is, so our summit, we're gone from January 4th through the 7th. We're going to be in California, kicking off all new things for our producers. And then that following week, the second week in January, we're back on the air. I don't know if you call it on the air, but hey, we'll be back on. That's what I'd call it. We'll be back. We'll be back. The podcast. We'll miss you guys, but we'll see you then. Yes. Everybody for listening. Thank you.